You're listening to the Live Happier Longer podcast, episode six. Welcome to the Live Happier Longer podcast. We're your hosts, Molly Watts and Angela McDade. We are here to help you build the habits of a happier, longer life, starting now. Hey, hey. So Angela, you and I have been busy travelers this last week. Yep. Different places, all in the US, but different different places around the US. Yeah. I think you just said you were in five different places. Five or four? No, four. But between the three of us, uh, between the two of us, we've been in five different places. <laughs> six, six, if you include Tigered. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you've been to... So, last weekend, I was in Colorado Springs, mm. and I was watching my second daughter race at USA Collegiate Track Nationals, where she won a gold medal. Yes, it was very exciting. Go, <laughs> it Hannah. It was very exciting. Yeah, she won... She, she actually won two gold medals and a bronze, and then a fifth place medal, and her team won overall, which... So, it was a fabulous weekend so lots of gratitude for the amazing opportunities that she's had with her team yeah so that was last weekend and then during the week I moved my youngest daughter into her dorm in Eugene yes and so while I was doing that you were Oh, I was off in Phoenix for my husband's conference, but I got to meet with uh, one of our earlier podcast yeah. guests, Lisa King. So that was super fun. Yep. And then I am just back from a weekend in Bend, Oregon. And then, of course, we, we live here in Tigard. Yep. And- you're right outside of the Portland metro. Yep. Anyways, that's just, a, that's just a, <laughs> a brief way of saying we've been busy, but we're super excited today because we are going to be, it's just us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about something that is very important to all of us here at Five for Life, and that is Alzheimer's disease. And it falls right in with, um, we just celebrated World Alzheimer's Day on Friday, September 21st. We're Mm -hmm. recording this just two days later. And so without further ado, let's talk a little bit about Alzheimer's disease. All right. So... Alzheimer's disease is something that is at the forefront of things that we talk about at Five for Life, and and that's really because it is a disease of aging. Um, It's something that most people associate with with getting old. Right, like it's simply something that happens to you, and quite frankly, it it actually is something that just, you know, there's not a lot the medical community has Mm -hmm. looked at in terms of prevention for Alzheimer's. Yeah, or, or even cure. There's yeah. no there's no known cure. Right. And so and no known real treatment for it uh, mm-hmm. when once you have the disease in yeah. terms of um disease, you know, uh, Yeah, you just kinda have to deal with it and it's all palliative care care yeah, to a certain right. extent. Yeah. And that's it's 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 scary. I think mm-hmm. people are I think we don't talk about it. I know that um, you know, we're gonna be touching on a TED talk that you and I've both listened to mm-hmm. And the author of Still Alice, mm-hmm. her name is Lisa Genova. Genova. She gave that talk. And one of the things she talks about in that talk is that, you know, you can't cure something that you don't want to talk about. Yeah. Right. People. And she, yeah. She compared it to years ago when people had cancer. People, you know, it wasn't something 
that it was spoken of, people would say it in a low voice, as, oh, they have cancer, and you know. And it, but in recent years, people have embraced it and embraced people who have it and supported people. That really is is a relatively new thing. And she, her point was that we have to do this with Alzheimer's. We have to really well and attack yeah, it and, head on. Yes, and because of that, because society, it's because cancer. She she actually went as far as to say that because people are more open and talking about cancer, it's led to people surviving cancer. Yeah. Right. There's more cures for cancer. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's been an increase in treatment. I know that's something that we talked about back in June when it was Alzheimer's prevention month here at, I mean, not here at Out Five for Life, but something that we talked about was the fact that deaths from Alzheimer's have actually increased by 123% between the year 2000 and 2015. Yeah. And that's really in contrast to heart disease and cancer and even diabetes and other, you know, most disease states that people face as they get older, we're making strides in. Mm -hmm. We're making improvements. Yeah, there's there's more success stories. Right. And the mortality rate is going down, whereas with Alzheimer's, it's going up. Remarkably. Yeah. And that's only going to get worse because of the fact that we have an extreme, we've talked about it several times here. an aging population. a, A big aging population and a population that is going to keep uh, growing, that aging population is going to keep growing. So in her talk, what was really fascinating about Lisa Genova's talk was that... And we also, we must say that she actually is a neuroscientist. Yes, and yes. She, she wrote the book, Still Alice, and she, she's a Harvard professor. And But she, she writes, she's written a few novels, and it's all about different it it kind of wraps up these different diseases the neurological um, diseases yeah, yeah within the story so she she actually is a neuroscientist yeah she's not just a novelist yeah <laughs> she's, she's actually she's a not group. just making stuff up there's, <laughs> yeah. you know there's there's actual signs behind what she's what she's talking what about what she's telling this story of and still Alice i mean i saw the movie too it's that theme of that movie is your whole identity is wrapped up in a very cerebral you know, yeah. mind using occupation yeah. to develop early onset Alzheimer's was just, you know, it was, that was a tough movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what was so incredible about her conversation and about her um, TED talk was that she really sees two things that mm-hmm. are preventative that can actually prevent yeah. Alzheimer's. And I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, that, that you can take actions now that will prevent you from getting Alzheimer's. And how that happens is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, much like heart disease, you know, mm-hmm. you go in, you get tested, you get your blood drawn, you get your blood pressure checked, you know, they do all that. Yeah. And they can determine whether or not, you know, you've You're got... You're susceptible to it. Yeah, yeah, right. And so you can take actions, you can change your diet, mm-hmm. you can increase exercise your more. exercise, you can do other things. Similarly... There are at least two things that you can do. That two can, significant things. Two significant yeah. things. Yes, there's other things, but two mm-hmm. things that can actually help prevent the actual buildup of Alzheimer's disease. So let's talk a little bit about the, because I, I, I thought it was fascinating. I know mm-hmm. you did too. Yeah. The actual science of it. Yeah. So so basically, people know that for heart disease, it's because there's there's blockages. And it's the the science hardening of the arteries. Yeah, plaque. yeah. So it's the, it's the plaque that builds up in your arteries that causes these these blockages. 
And the same thing happens in your brain. It's these proteins that build up in your brain and it's essentially causing blockages, which means that you you haven't these parts of your brain that's simply dying off. So mm-hmm. this builds up and then that you start to get all these quietly, slowly, these little signs of Alzheimer's disease. And much and, like heart disease, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't happen overnight. Like yeah, you're, you're building up over yeah, time. It's just quietly going on in the background and so that the whole point is you have to you have to do things something before these build ups occur. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do with heart disease. You you do change your diet and you do exercise. And we've spoken about this before, how exercise, we we promote daily action number one, move, is all about moving and keeping mobility and all of that. But we have spoken that it's also good for your brain also. Not necessarily the... Physio- yeah, yeah, we weren't it's, necessarily focused on the physical part of the brain, yeah, but it, it yeah. turns out that it actually does yeah it physically (laughs) helps and ultimately what's good for your heart is good for your brain so when you are exercising your heart is pumping and so your your heart muscle is getting a bit more activity your pulse is quickening and that means that the blood is moving through your system much more quickly and when the blood goes through your brain but it's just moving things around and it helps with that clearing out yeah moving moving the blood around so you've not got that stagnant just things building up in your brain and so again that's that's just a good thing so that's where doing this exercise is really good but also when you're running and you get this runner's high and that's an increase of the hormones that go through your brain these hormones that go through your brain they promote cell growth of your brain itself and that's that's another thing when the blood's going through your brain all the the good stuff that feeds your brain mm-hmm. you're getting more of it if you've got more blood going through then you're getting more of all this good nourishing stuff so therefore your brain cells are being more nourished but these hormones that are going through they actually promote the cell growth in the hippocampus which is the part of your brain that is responsible for learning and for memory, which, again, back is, to... Yes, is a big, yeah. huge part of, of what happens when your brain starts to shut down in those yeah. areas. And that's why with Alzheimer's, obviously, everyone's very familiar with the notion of losing your memory and mm-hmm. not being able to remember short-term things. And, and it's pretty cool that there's actually things that can be done to prevent the onset of Alzheimer's. Yeah. So... So that was that's one thing. So yep. that was the exercise yep. part of it, and the other part is sleep, right. which is I'm like yes, I know, awesome. Let me sleep some more. I know, it's so <laughs> it's so it, it's kind of like everything that we are trying to promote here. It's all very simple things. They can be hard to do at times because you just have to do them, but sleep is just so it's like a no-brainer and who doesn't want to sleep some more (laughs) right right in our show notes here we have some tips on ways to get some better exercise and also six easy tips for sleeping better from the mayo clinic Mm -hmm. because just like you said sometimes unfortunately i know because i get stuck in a situation where i can't sleep and it's Mm -hmm. really really frustrating yeah let's talk about though 
the science behind it because that part was and again, Lisa Genova. Yes, Lisa Genova <laughs> spoke about this in her TED talk. We we will put the link in our show notes as well for mm-hmm. you to go and listen to that talk because I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, when you enter into deep sleep, deep sleep yeah. yes, the brain essentially gets washed with mm-hmm. I don't the cerebrospinal fluid. So yeah. that's that's the, the that's basically yeah. what is you know both your brain and your spinal cord that's the the fluid that transport keeps everything system yeah, essentially right, yeah so yeah it kind of just it rinses your brain and it's back to taking all of that stuff that you don't want there it, it kind of washes it away and we we could liken it to clearing the cache in your computer all that stuff that over the day you get Built just up. stuff hanging around and then you just want to clean it up and sleep that's <laughs> yeah right it's again very very simple but so necessary yeah and really underestimated again this is something that if you're getting good sleep and you're taking better steps to get good sleep mm-hmm. you're actually preventing alzheimer's yeah. disease we're not talking about making a feel-good story here mm-hmm. we're talking about this science is, yeah that's actually been shown to mm-hmm. improve your brain's health and yeah. and stave off the onset of dementia or, you know, the onset of Alzheimer's yeah. as it would happen. Because the the bottom line is she talks about this too in her talk that by the time we reach the age of 85, if you and I were sitting here with one other person, mm-hmm. uh, there'd be three of us, then one of us would have Alzheimer's and one of us would be a caregiver. So, I mean, that's yeah. two thirds. So you're being affected. If it's not you, it's more than likely going to be somebody, you know. That you're taking care of. Yeah. Um, Which again is not a very... That's that's not a great that's not a great outlook. You don't really want that to be. Well, if you can do something about yeah. it, you would surely like to, right? Yeah. So, for sure. so what is encouraging about this is that it's not like I said, it's not just a feel good story. This has actually been shown to increase the likelihood that you won't develop full onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. So after the science of it, so we've talked mm-hmm. about exercise and we've talked about getting sleep. sleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I did, like I said, I'm going to, we've got these great things and these six tips come from the Mayo Clinic. So they're really good too. Mm-hmm. You know, we won't go into all the ways to, that, you know, yeah. getting better sleep or doing the exercise here mm-hmm. it, within the show, but just know that in those notes, you've got some resources. Yeah. The Alzheimer's Association talks about six pillars of Alzheimer's prevention, and they do talk about exercise, and they do talk about quality sleep, but these they talk about these things kind of in the not specific, specific yeah. right, mm-hmm. the science of it. But they also talk about, um, and, and this is where her differentiator was, so those two things, exercise and sleep, are, sh- are directly linked to scientific, to prevention. Mm-hmm. These other things, social engagement, mental stimulation, healthy diet and stress management. Yeah. Those are all ways that you can't prevent the the buildup of plaque mm-hmm. with those strategies, but you can actually it actually can develop and build basically rewire your brain, mm-hmm. develop more synapses yeah. <laughs> to kind of create detours around the yeah. plaques. So if you start now and you have you have not built up these plaques, then by having the good sleeping exercise, you will prevent those plaques building up. However, if they're already there, all is not lost. 
right? You can do other I'm things. I'm pretty sure I have some there already. So, I <laughs> so, but all is not lost. You can, in fact, do these other things that will not prevent Alzheimer's itself, but it will prevent the onset of the symptoms. And ultimately, it's not the Alzheimer's that you fear, it's the symptoms. Right. Like like most things, it's not it's not the disease itself, it's what it does to you, you know, so it doesn't really matter what the disease is. Mm-hmm. It's it's what it does to you and how it makes you feel. If you do other things to prevent the symptoms, then that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And what again uh, was spoken about in the TED Talk was there was a study of 600 plus nuns mm-hmm. that they actually followed for quite a long Over time. Over two decades. Yeah. yeah. And they found that when they died and they all, when they died, they all donated their they, brains Yeah, to science, which is mm-hmm. amazing. And they found several of them with, sh- with clear disease, with yeah. clear Alzheimer's disease mm-hmm. in their brains, yet none of them had exhibited. They didn't show, yeah, yeah they didn't the show the symptoms. And that's when they came to decide or hypothesize that the reason that was is because these nuns were very, very mentally active Active. they were very involved with still learning things and with Mm -hmm. reading very uh, a high level of literacy Mm -hmm. and they actually have proven that and you know that's not a that's that they've actually shown that people with a higher level of literacy with and with education higher level of education Mm -hmm. are less susceptible to alzheimer's but you don't have to be uh, a phd no you don't (laughs) yeah you do but you can do all of these things and that's whether it's the social engagement mm-hmm. whether it's learning new things whether it's stress management because that's again it's a it's a mm-hmm. hormone reaction in the brain these things yeah. are going to help you to build new synapses because we mm-hmm. basically are able to do that all the time throughout our lives yeah. it doesn't yeah it's, stop. it's a constant thing that we do and so by doing all these mental activities you're essentially it would be like driving down the highway and there's a blockage so you take a detour and you go a different way but essentially you get to where you need to go you're just taking a different route so that's what your brain is doing by building up these different connections you're able to bypass the blockage and you don't have the symptoms Right, or you're not, you're not even, yeah. yeah, you're just not as impacted by it, mm-hmm. period. And so you may not even realize that, you know. That it's going on. Right, yeah. which would be just absolutely fine, I think, mm-hmm. with most people, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the beauty of this conversation is that we are in a position now mm-hmm. to take action. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if in 20 years we were able to say either Alzheimer's was cured mm-hmm. or that the rate of... Alzheimer's has gone down. Yeah, because yeah. it really is possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, she talked about in her talk the AIDS epidemic that came mm-hmm. in the 1980s. We'd never and seen it, it before. Horrific. Yeah, right. People didn't know what to do. Yeah, and now we have people. Now it's a treatable disease. Yeah. You know, it came out, and and just because this is happening to old people, doesn't mm-hmm. you know the majority of people are old people? It doesn't mean it's something to be ignored. Just because it's an end of, I think that's I think that's part of yeah, the problem. Yeah, it's an end of life. Yeah, right. And people accept it. Yeah, like, oh, it's okay. They've already lived a long life. It's okay mm-hmm. if they don't remember anything at the end. Yeah. You know, which is just not cool. No. I mean, it's crazy. And the conversation, if we start it now and we really focus on it and we start to 
take action, take action. Yeah. We can end Alzheimer's and we can have those, we can have a survivor of Alzheimer's and we can mm-hmm. talk about this and, and there will be a time, I think in the, in that future that they will find a, a cure for it as well mm-hmm. that can reverse the disease state once it's started in the brain. But yeah. regardless, this is pretty exciting stuff to have a, just like you said, pretty simple, simple, right? Yeah. This isn't, I mean, it's not always easy, but it is simple. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we've talked about it before. Daily action number one is move. It's for a reason. Mm-hmm. This just takes it to another level, new level yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there are so many positive things yeah. that comes from moving around. From moving around. Yeah. And this, this does take it beyond just the getting out, you know, this is more than just loss of mobility. Loss of mobility is really just keeping moving. And that's like taking a walk, right? Mm-hmm. This is cardiovascular. And this is taking yeah. it to the next step. And you really need to think about that in terms of your health overall. Yeah. But it's it's definitely a way to nourish and cleanse your brain. Mm-hmm. Is it just a getting your heart pumping, way. right? Yeah. Getting your blood pumping think throughout your system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that probably is as much as we have to say on Mm -hmm. uh, this TED Talk, but I would encourage everyone to go and listen to Lisa Genova. If you haven't read the book or seen the movie Still Alice, that's another. (laughs) Yeah, just a little nudge. Yeah, that's gripping too. But get out there and start moving some more, Mm -hmm. taking better action, get a good night's sleep. Yeah. And Uh, if and if you're out doing some sort of exercise, you'll actually tire yourself out. Yeah. Which means that your likelihood (laughs) of getting getting a good sleep also improves. Yeah, absolutely. Which yeah, I mean, and we didn't even I guess I should have we should have mentioned this because there is kind of a badge of honor about people these days about how yeah, oh, I only slept this many hours or or I pulled an all nighter. Right. And, that's and that that was one of the things in another TED talk I listened to. I do I listen to a lot these days. <laughs> um, it was about um, Just learning. Yeah, I am continuously learning, and it's so it's so easy to learn when you listen to these very educated people speak on TED talks. But it was um, um, a psychologist who spoke about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and right at the very bottom, you have your physiological needs, which is food, breathing shelter all of those things and one of them is sleep and he had said that really in recent years people have not put as much importance on sleep and if you think about it since 2000 the lifestyle that people have been living has been working longer not taking vacations and all of this well and let's talk about the devices right yeah you know devices in bed mm -hmm. so (laughs) you're you're not you're not going to bed and going to sleep you've got TVs on, you've got your tablets, you've got your phones and all of these things. And then back to the the working all night or, you know, you went to bed at three and you got up at six. So this importance in sleep has definitely declined. And if you look at back to the statistics, we were saying the vast increase in Alzheimer's, it's not surprising that these two things are kind of happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. So back to you really have to make sure that you do the things that you need to do so that you get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it goes hand in hand with, I mean, everything we talk about is, is living a life of intention, right? Mm -hmm. It's taking action. It's mindful and you don't get to live a happier, longer life if you don't take action action to do so. And, and now 
it turns out there's another one we get to yeah. sleep. Sleep. <laughs> well, we've I learned that, it. right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that I think is now really, truly, mm-hmm. officially our last few words. And we wish you well. And mm-hmm. we're out. Yeah. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Live Happier Longer podcast. Now it's time to move, learn, share, give, and let go. Five daily actions to make the rest of your life the best of your life. See you next week.